In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to the Sexy and a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that gets you real life training results. My name's Sam Askew and I'll be your host this week. I'm super excited that I get to interview the very talented Lauren Langman and her lovely dog Blink on her recent cross success. Hello, Lauren. Hello. How are you? I think uh, Blink is very excited. To, very well, she's been interviewed a few times. Yes, she's always enjoyed it and um, <laughs> does take over a bit, I'll be honest. And she doesn't let me get work. No, you, you can't go on somersaults now. Like That's not appropriate, Blink. Look that way. That's where they are. They're that way. Um, yeah, no, it's lovely to be here with you. And it's lovely to be here on the other side, Sam. <laughs> on the other side of the camera, interviewee. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. So uh, this year, you, won, you, won, you and Blink won the singles again, second time. In a row, in fact, am I right? You are right. Obviously, we've had a year out with um, COVID, dare I say that word. Um, so we've had a year out. So so Blink's had um, a bit of a reigning champion. You're a reigning champion of, of the Croft single. She loves, um, she loves Croft. She loves the green carpet. She loves all of the people. And she apparently loves the Croft single. She likes the crystals. She particularly likes the sparkly ones, don't you? You like the sparkly You're back on your belly now. Um, she loves the sparkly ones. Um, and um, she's a funny little dog. Um, she is literally uh, at her very happiest, I would say, at Crufts. I think Crufts is one of the places that Blink really does perform to the crowd. She loves it. Do you love it? How did you find how did I, you find it this time around? I love Crufts. Um, I used to find it all a lot of pressure, and I used to find it... Yeah. A little bit daunting, so many people watching and um, so many um, sort of opportunities to maybe go wrong. And then I kind of changed it. Um, I kind of changed it up and I kind of thought about what what could go right and what an amazing opportunity it was to be there. And actually, um, what a wonderful um, dog audience you're in with, because other events like Olympia, it's like agility is the entertainment event actually with um crafts it's actually it is the event like it really is the event like you are the dogs are exactly why people are there whereas at olympia they're there for the horses the dogs are the entertainment it's a slightly different experience so for me yeah it's, it's magic it's magic i love it and and i actually really now enjoy the process of being um in that arena and like relish being in that arena versus I suppose being a little bit intimidated by the arena or worried about the green sort of carpet and the lights and the cameras. And, and now when they play that music, like the music that introduces you, I actually get a little bit excited and I kind of like, Oh, this is what we're here for. Uh, this is what we've come for. Like, this is exactly what it's about. So, um, 
I think I've learned to make it a, a better experience for myself and um, to, to realize and to take away from it that you're very privileged to be there. Um, you know um, that I've had a, a funny old couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. My dad being diagnosed with terminal cancer, my beautiful dog, Brave, having an ANMPE, so a spinal trauma, effectively. My wonderful dog, Ever, also being diagnosed with cancer. I think all of those things put a little bit of perspective um, out there or a big bit of perspective out there for you and make you realise that these little like moments in time are the big deal like they really are a big deal and to take a breath and enjoy them so I've, I've got really good at enjoying them like when I think about them now they just make me all goosebumpy and excited and and feel very lucky to have those experiences especially with a very cute <laughs> little dog like, like she's the cutest very cute. with. She she's is cute very dog. very cute yeah, she's just as very, cute in real life. As cute yeah, in real well, life she, as she is on camera. She is just the nicest little dog. Like she, yeah. she couldn't get any better. She's just, she's divine. She is divine. And and so privileged to spend time with a dog like Blink. She's eight. Um, I had a, a just under a year old. I can't believe that she's she's been there, I think, five times. And she's just an amazing little dog. Like what amazing experiences she's allowed me to have. And yeah. of course, we have to be able to train a dog. But you know what? Blink's a joy to train and, and, a, and a cool dog to train. And not every dog's got what Blink has. And so I feel very privileged to, to be there. I feel very grateful. At, um, at eight years old, a dogs, they sort of coming into like elderly dog years, right? Well, shush, get close to it. Getting close. <laughs> Horror. Just cover cover oh those airplane ears. Cover those ears. <laughs> Should we just turn this laptop off? <laughs> she doesn't do look think? it. She's not sure. Look, look. Swear, swear. <laughs> no, don't swear. Can't swear. <laughs> does she? Does she? Um, were you? Were you sort of like? Was there any question whether you were going to have a compete this year? Like this year? Oh God. So, uh, dogs prime, I think, in competition and, and what they're doing. I think between six and eight is dogs at their best. Now, okay. Link for me has had a phenomenal career, and if she didn't do any more agility ever again. I would still be grateful for every single bit she's given me because she's probably done so much more than most dogs. And at the same time, I feel like she, I mean, Matt said it this morning, actually, we're walking through the paddock and he said, no, yesterday morning, he said, um, the way she's going, I mean, you could definitely try out for FCI next year. And I said, Matt, that's not my goal. Like it really isn't my goal. Uh, FCI, for those people that don't know what it is, it's um, world championships. And it's not my goal for Blink anymore. I've, I've changed my, um, sort of drive for her and to where I want to go and what my goals are um, just because of life and family and, and what our um, ob- objectives are, I suppose, for, for um, where we are at the moment. However, he's right. She's got faster and faster and better and better. She's on great supplements. She's on great food. She's on um, great exercise regimes. Uh, she's fitter than ever. She's fast. She's good. So I expect her to have a very good competition year, actually, Sam. I expect her to have a really cool year. And and she feels great. She feels really top form. I cannot imagine that she won't be at Crufts 2023, dare I say. I can't believe we're going into the, I, I remember the year 2020 <laughs> parties, dear Lord. So, um, yeah, 2023 Crufts is on Blink, isn't it? It's on. She's on. She's That's cool. That was going to be one of my questions, actually. That was definitely going to be sort of like, are you still going to run her next year? Yes. You know, how do you sort of feel about that? Yeah. yeah, she's she's small. She's what I would describe as low mileage. She's got very, very okay. low mileage. I've rarely ever pushed Blink. Like, she's really 
um, been kept like very, very well. Uh, mm-hmm. She's never been like dragged and pushed and like ragged to, to what some people will with dogs, if mm-hmm. I'm honest. And I think you need to observe that. For me, I love a, a great friend of mine. Uh, she's called Natasha Wise. She said it to me and loads of people have said it similar. But I, I always remember um, her sort of saying, your dog only has so many jumps in them. And I'm a massive believer that they only have so many jumps in them. So don't use them badly. So I mm. use my jumps wisely because I know, especially a little dog like Blink, she is small uh, and she has had um, knee surgery as a young dog. And so I'm always playing against like time and um, health. And uh, so, yeah, we keep her fit. She has a great diet. She's on Prime. She's on Flexi. um, She's on Calm Senior. (laughs) (laughs) She's on all the cool stuff. And um, yeah, she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. Do you feel, um, so next year you compete with her again and and technically you'll be like third time kind of trying to keep your title I guess yes, in that yes. sort of world how does that feel is it does it add pressure or do you you know does it change no. the dynamic at all no not at all um I go out to lay down the best run I possibly can I love pressure so I think <laughs> I really thrive under pressure I'm actually much worse with no pressure I'm actually I love running last I love running late in the day um I like running when I've seen what everyone else has put down um I often am a bit too relaxed if I don't have pressure so I like a challenge I like an objective I like a goal I like a mission um I get a little bit bored and a little bit restless if I don't have one <laughs> uh, and so so for me yeah bring it on I love it and do you think um oh really quick question that occurred to me whilst you were talking before do you get to choose the music so when you say the music what do you mean the music for so like you said there was like an intro where you get and you get really excited when they play the intro music do you get to choose anything like that no crufts is very very well orchestrated and it? it is like a show that you will never have 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 experienced before i mean it's it's definitely an event to be at um, this year, 20,000 plus dogs entered. So 20,000. Wow, that's crazy. Is that just agility? No, this is dogs at the like event. Like just in total? Four, four days of event. Um, it's a really cool event to go to if you have never been. Uh, I, I do think it can myself. be stressful for the dogs. I think it can be very yeah. stressful for the dogs. I think it can be a lot to take in for the dogs. Ultimately, an amazing experience. Ultimately, a great, 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 um, uh, experience in, in many ways but no it's very well orchestrated everything is like planned and mapped and timed and they've got all their special music but I know like the lead-ups and the build-ups yeah. I love seeing that tunnel and being ready to go and it's funny in between times we've had such a funny old few years now I could think about not doing it and then mm. when I get in that environment in that arena I want it again and again it's like the most <laughs> I don't take drugs. I'm not a smoker. Um, I'm not a drinker. Uh, I don't do any of those things. But God, am I addicted to agility <laughs> and that feeling. Like, it is an addiction like I have never felt before. When I'm in that environment, I'm like, give it to me again. Like I definitely fight for it. And I would, I would, I would struggle to not be there. Like I, I've turned down lots of other big events. And I can walk away from them. This one's one I can't walk away from. I I love it. I absolutely love it. So your absolute favourite out of all? I would say it's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. it's my favourite event. I like Olympia. I love Crufts. I love Mm -hmm. Crufts. Okay. Do you so right? So you're walking. You're walking through the tunnel, and you're getting ready to run. Do you have like any? 
any like rituals you know like some people have like a lucky charm or like they wear the same socks for three weeks do you have anything weird or yeah, strange very or... lucky underwear no I don't um, <laughs> I, um, I, I thought this conversation was taking a really weird turn then but and <laughs> um, I have a very very set like Matt's a brilliant brilliant um I suppose support network for me um coach balancer kick up the backside reminder of why I do it um it keeps me accountable remembers where my shoes are my bib or whatever else I might need sounds crazy a bit but if I'm at world championships you wear like a bib like he's really good at we would call it a groom but it's more than a groom because it's basically getting you to exactly where you need to be at exactly the right moment every single time Uh, and so he's really brilliant at all of that um but but for me, um, oh God, remind me the question again. Go on, explain the say, say the question again, Sam. Oh, lucky, lucky charms, lucky, lucky charms, charm. or the something that you ritual, do. The ritual is, um, he'll get her ready. I'll be like putting the course through my head and um, working out things. I apologize, but anyone can hear chewing in the background. That's brave. She's chewing. <laughs> She's literally going crazy on a bone down there. Um, the um, the. I would then take Blink and she is wriggly mm-hmm. and wired by that point. She's really wriggly and like, mm-hmm. we'll take her coat off because she nearly always wears some form of warm up coat or magnets or back on track or something that sort of is good for her. I'll take her and then I'll always put her on the ground and I'll do a few spins, a few leg weaves, a few middles, a few middle stand downs, a couple of like knee warm ups, and then I'll bring her back up to me and I'll hold her because she's tiny. She's only like 5.6 kilos. She's mm-hmm. tiny, tiny, super, super um, tiny. Everyone can't believe quite how tiny she is. She really is tiny. Mm. And so with that, what I then do, have her under my arm, walk her out. And I normally, there's two people that walk you out. And one of the people that walks uh, out on the Crufts, into the Crufts arena, one is Mand and then the other one is um, Nigel. And Nigel will walk out and he's so funny. He's always like so encouraging. Um, and he's always like, oh, I'm pleased I got you to walk out with. So I'll walk out and <laughs> And he's always like, good luck. And then there's this lovely guy um, that does the sort of tells you when you're ready. Um, and he's just brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, Rob, his name is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rob always says, um, in your own time. And he gives you like, good luck. <laughs> and he gives you like, a, I always feel like I can trust him. Like he's a good guy. Um, unless he tells you jokes, then you can't trust him. He's, he's kind of, <laughs> and, but yeah, he's, he's a really good man. And he always makes me feel very self-assured and, and confident on that start line. I pop her into middle, I leave her in a down and then I lead out. And so I suppose it's all ritualistic in terms of the warm up and the timing and how everything works. Mm-hmm. I don't have any lucky pants, sadly. Um, I don't have any lucky charms except for uh, this brown one over here. <laughs> um, and uh, I very much believe that um, it's all in the, the the prep and all in the mm-hmm. um, planning of the event. And so I do do quite a lot of planning up to the event. I'm a real crammer, so I don't train months and months in advance I'm terrible at if you'll you'll always know if I've got a big event coming because I'll be out there cramming the week before I'm I'm then like oh quick cram but my dogs are always fit they're always healthy they're always well checked they're always well and Mm -hmm. um, yeah I I will look out for some more lucky pants (laughs) (laughs) let's hope no one sends you any in the post now um you said that I remember you saying this year you did like a lot less prep than you usually do yeah. Um, it's sort of in previous years and yet you were still like massively successful so do you think why do you think that is do you think there's 
such thing as too much prep? Do you, do you know, can we psych ourselves out in that way? I or think how do you feel about that? I could have done better on the first day, if I'm honest. And mm. um, I think I lost out. I don't think I could have won the championship. I think the dog that won the championship is faster than Blink, stronger than Blink in lots of ways, bigger dog. Um, and I'm not saying that that they'll always win, but I do think that she has to give a lot because she is only a 30 centimetre dog. So um, don't let her listen because she's not only a 30 (laughs) centimetre dog. dog. Um, And to go up against dogs much bigger than her is always going to be a stretch. Uh, Mm -hmm. And she gives her all, like she gives you every single bit. Um, For me, I handled something badly on the last line. And when I say I handled badly, she just misread my cue and I was not quite communicating with her as I needed to be. Kick up the bum, a little bit of frustration on my part because I could have done better by her. And when they are the age they are, you don't know how many more chances you're going to get at it. And so for me, it was important to do better the next day. Now, when I think about planning and prep, that's where I could have done a bit more that first day. Like I couldn't have done it that day. It's too late, but I definitely could have done it beforehand. So, um, yeah, I think, I think I did well. I think I could have done a little better. I definitely don't think I overprepped. I also think there's got to be a balance between prepping and then like killing your dog effectively, like doing too much with them like you can't do too much with them because they will break so for me um I I think it's a fine balance I think I could have done a little bit more I think I was okay I think that we still managed to be at at the very top of um UK agility uh for the kennel club however I think that um we can always see room for improvement and I could see that okay do you um when, when you're when you're sort of again going back to the tunnel because I just can't imagine that like sort of standing there with thousands it. of people I just I like I can't it. imagine is it do I you get it. nervous at all you know when you're like no. leading up to it nothing no. at all Not I, can't, I can't imagine I mean I get, I get nervous just being on this and I'm really, just like oh. really you know? excited like really you get that excited. buzz do you get that like, like you know that electric that you feel like literally I'm like come on I can't wait let's get on there like I cannot wait I just and when I'm there, I take a really deep breath, I look around, take in the moment a little. Mm-hmm. I still haven't quite got like great at waving. Like I always want to be able to wave and I'm, I haven't got that down because like there's always people <laughs> that want to wave at you or Eliza's like, mummy, you didn't look for me. You didn't look up and wave. And I'm like, oh, I want to look like, I just get a bit like, oh, can I? But, um, but yeah, that's the only thing I would say I could do maybe better. I could get better at waving. Just wave at everybody. Waving. Like the queen. <laughs> just, um, is it awkward? It's just awkward. It is. How do it's you wave? Look up. It's awkward to look up. So I look at Blink. I focus on the AstroTurf. I focus on the equipment. I focus on the judge. I focus on uh, Rob, who who lets you leave the start line. I focus on Nigel, yeah. takes your lead, um, or Amanda. And so I kind of am looking at all those people, but not necessarily looking uh, up. It's, it's probably it's probably a bit like when you're climbing, you don't want to look down. <laughs> I think there's a brilliant quote, um, man in the arena, the Theodore Roosevelt quote. And when it says like the man in the arena, those um, who's um, it, it's the the you, you, the blood and sweat and tears and you're in the arena. You're the person that's trying. You're not one of the onlookers outside. And it's funny. We sat outside and watched one of the other classes. And it's so very different watching from outside than being on the inside. Mm-hmm. And much prefer being on the inside. You can do a lot more about it. Like yeah. you're in a position to change stuff. You're in a position to move stuff. You're in a position to adapt stuff. You're in a position to make stuff happen. Like mm-hmm. I like being in the arena. Was that watching Matt? I was out. No, I wasn't. I was in the same class as Matt, so I couldn't really watch from up there. There wasn't okay. enough time to go up and down. But um, 
who was I watching? I was watching Ewan and Crazy um, and um, I was watching her from the outside. And, and yeah, that was mm-hmm. amazing. That was a Saturday and a Sunday. So Saturday and Sunday, we didn't compete. Um, so I was watching from the outside. We were on the trade stand. So um, Absolute Dogs had a super cool stand at Crufts, which was for all those people that came to visit. Amazing. We loved it. We're definitely going back again. Uh, and so, yeah, it was good. It was It was different watching from there, but I much prefer being on the inside of the arena. With um, with Matt competing this year, how was that? Did that change things? Yeah, that was a weird one. I'll be honest. Um, I'm so used to Matt being like my right hand that I found it a little bit hard to be his right hand. I probably could have lessons from him in that. Um, I was like, <laughs> but but, and and I also found it hard. Like I find it hard that Matt hasn't um, been in sort of competitive agility like that for a while, and probably doesn't want to naturally put himself there. He kind of happily sort of landed in that position by winning a championship, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, probably I don't think it's like his life's mission anymore. And yeah. so supporting Matt, but also not allowing any um, results like affect what we're doing either way too much is hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you obviously really want, I want Matt to do well. I want classic to do well. So for me, yeah, it's definitely, definitely, um, it's an interesting one. It's trying to be really, really selfless. And at the same time, naturally, especially around agility, I'm so used to having like Matt as my right hand. I, I naturally would lean on him for everything. So, so yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> one. I, I definitely think I could do better. <laughs> <laughs> more learning in that in that area <laughs> lots of learning lots of learning um in terms of talking about sort of nerves you did a few or some tv and radio interviews uh, with bbc crazy. during crufts um i managed to catch um one of your radio interviews but i think you did more than one didn't you yeah i saw your interview that you did with claire um how did you feel during those so interview You're used Claire, to speaking publicly. But. Yeah, interview Claire, no problem. And um, the funniest mm-hmm. thing was um, I, afterwards, someone said, Tom really wanted to speak to Claire and you got to do it. And I was like, did he? Oh, I forgot. I didn't realise I should have got her to come over. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, too funny. Um, so, yeah, that was amazing. No problem at all. It's just like a normal human conversation. And you're yep. ecstatic, elated, high, excited. Therefore, it just feels normal. Like, it feels really, really normal. Whereas the radio... I said, I think at the time, I felt really shaky, really wobbly, mm. really nervous. I got the butterflies. I got all of the things I used to get when I started competing, all of the things I used to get when um, I was nervous about anything, all of the things I used to get before I would go on camera, all of those things, like all of the things from before and actually realized, yeah, it all scares me a little sometimes. <laughs> so was it was it strange feeling that way again? Because usually, Weird. you know... Yeah, yeah, weird. weird. And really quite confident. I had this complete know? panicked moment where Matt had put all the questions. They wanted me to do a quiz, and Matt had put them all on his laptop. So we'd got the quiz together, and it was talking about a West Highland Terrier and how many Crufts entrants and what stopped the 2010 sort of final happening and the crazy streaker moment and all of those things. And basically, the laptop wouldn't start because his password wasn't there and his finger wasn't there, and he'd gone out so we could listen to the radio outside so she mm-hmm. says what are your quiz questions and I was like no like how am I going to remember these quiz questions off the top of my head when they're all on Matt's laptop and I just had this like mild moment of going panic 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 <laughs> and then realized that I'd sent them to him on my phone so quickly scrolled on my phone and got them so so yeah um those sorts of moments 
on a camera now don't freak me out. I just kind of like stride it out. On the interview on the radio, it really freaked me out. That's yeah. I, I can't. I don't think I could. It was. It was. You could hear it a little bit at the very very beginning. Yeah. And it was. It was just. It, but then you could see that you just sort of caught your stride. And, you My know, voice just was like, and then it calmed down. <laughs> it just calmed down. And um, then it was fine then. Yeah. And especially when they ask you, I think it's not knowing what questions someone's going to ask. Um, hmm. Like uh, she asked me about what I thought of um, some of the breed standards and how they'd been like changed by the kennel club and how they maybe didn't look as they should look and I was like oh god such a controversial <laughs> question how do I get out of this because at the end of the day none of us want to answer controversial questions like that no. um, in a public forum where actually you can let's be honest be pulled apart and so mm-hmm. it's funny I never used to realize I know it sounds a bit crazy but I, I feel a little bit like mini dog celebrity when we're um out and about these days and I never realized how that sometimes feels like mm-hmm. you'll be walking around and there's pictures of you just walking around crufts and people are noticing you all the time and that's very different yeah. to and you're definitely seen as a public figure in that sense so when we are I don't know having an opinion on let's say a German shepherd or a French bulldog then then suddenly there's a difference to that opinion like it's it's a it, it's a big deal and so I think for me unless I felt really passionately about something I try to stay um, not too involved and um, so I don't really know that much about all of the breed standards so other than saying obviously Blink is a gorgeous cocker spaniel <laughs> um, that probably some days maybe has legs the length of a dash hounds um, and actually got confused once for a dash hound at Cruff we'll keep it to ourselves and um, so because of that and um, for me I, I would probably just try and stay out of those topics a bit, bit too uh a bit of a can of worms definitely definitely (laughs) for sure for sure um what advice would you give to any sort of budding agility person out there that sort of thinks you know maybe they'd like to compete at cross one day what would you tell them absolutely um set your plan um work on work on the the plan work on the goals make it happen um find good mentors work around I I love the idea that we stand on the shoulders of giants people that have already walked those steps and those paths before I remember going to Ireland last year it was amazing we were in um Giants Causeway and Mm -hmm. um I love the idea that you are there's a level of like history or there's a level of like someone's been there before or someone's done something before for me having mentors having great people that have already walked those paths having um uh, great trainers um having brilliant access to uh people and, and surrounding yourself with those people I think that's really important and, and definitely go for it for me I never saw myself at Crufts or Olympia or world championships until mm-hmm. um I started having a bit of success really and as soon as you get a bit of success you get a bit more you get a bit more you get a bit more you got the sort of you, you've bitten and you've got the addiction and and you're all in and now I've gone from being a competitor at those events to a regular winner at those events and that's yeah. really cool like that's really that cool. is really it's really, really cool nice. it's a nice and I genuinely start on that and I know that whether Blink can go there to win or not next year depending on how her body and health and everything else is right now she's amazing mm-hmm. I've got Venture following in her footsteps and she's amazing and so and she's five so I know I've got a few years of her winning at that level and then I'll have youngsters coming in. So for me, I know this is like my arena. I'm quite com- yeah. confident with that. So any, and, and yeah, I started as a, as a normal competitor at sort of um, 
uh, grassroots pet level uh, didn't have um, had a very naughty but nice dog and and she equally talented to blink but just had me as a handler and mm-hmm. I wasn't where I am now and, and even now there's still loads to learn I still hit myself on training days and I think that's probably another thing I would, I would advise someone is keep learning keep taking yourself on training days keep growing keep getting new information um you don't know it all and when you do know it all you're dead like don't um <laughs> like literally you don't want to get to a position where you know it all. okay um do you do you ever look back at where you started sort of talking about there where you were saying about grassroots and where you started do you ever look back and go wow look at look at how far you've come you know probably not enough probably not enough every now and again I'll, it's funny lately and again it, it might be dad it might be ever it might be brave way more than ever I think oh I want to do it all again or I want more time or I want more I want that experience again or I, I missed that or I didn't make the most of that I mm-hmm. should have made more of that um it could be anything from something little something big like I could have made more of this um I definitely 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 would never want to go back now because of where we are now like it's mm-hmm. amazing because you look at like what we have and what we do and how we spend our days. Like it is, it's incredible. However, if I look back, oh, there were some really amazing days and there were some really amazing things. And, and yeah, it, there's a lot of good stuff to look back on and, and yet the progress is amazing. And I can see why it's amazing. We were always passionate. We were always invested. We we're always, I think the hashtag would be hashtag all in. We we're yeah. always all in. Can't go wrong if you go all in. I agree. Mm-hmm. All in. Um, when so right, so I'm quite I'm relatively new to agility. So when you when you get across and you get a course, do you how long do you get to walk the course? And then do you have any sort of um techniques for how you sort of visualize it and know where you're going and stuff? Yeah, good one. So you get the paper when you go to craft. So you get a given yeah. piece of paper that's got the course on it, probably 45 minutes before the run. So I've normally walked, <laughs> yeah, well, I've normally walked that a good sort of hundred times in my head. Um, okay. and normally I've got like a friend or a trusted sort of confidant that I can show that to. So it might be on, I might send them a picture and they might send me some voice messages or um like this show I was that I was there with my good friend Tash. Um mm-hmm. and Tash is lovely and I I really have a lot of time for Tash and she's been a long-standing student of mine, very, very proud of what she's achieved. She came to me with no experience in agility and and she's been my mate at sort of world championships olympia crafts all of the big events and um been lucky enough to spend great time with a great friend um this year um no different matt's looking after the baby whilst rich is helping do other bits and like it's just all full-on and and yet um we're there walking the course together talking the course through so i think having someone to talk it through with having someone to look at it with and also being able to keep a really flexible open mind because actually when you get on course it might be completely different and they can set it up how they want and it might look one way on paper and it might look different out there so don't get too set on it you have to stay really really flexible and um, open and then when you do get on course i walk it for the numbers then i walk it for the handling then I walk it for the other handling options and then I try and final walk it for what I'm actually going to do. That's my And goal. how, when you, when you get on course, how long is that before you run? Five minutes. What? That you might get <laughs> on that course. Yeah. About five minutes. Remember that they're trying to set it up as a show for the crowd. So this yeah. is for you. This is for the crowd. And so they give you the maximum time they can, but they are there to run a show. And yeah. 
you are just an entertainment in that show. And you've got to remember, you've got to go out there and give your best for you, but you're also an entertainment uh, act. And so, um, yeah, you've got to be aware of that. So no, not long at all. Not very long at all. <laughs> I'm really surprised. <laughs> wow. We can um, do the you're... next class, Sam. We can do it next class. <laughs> oh. Five minutes. Go. My top is six. I can get to six and I'm like, <laughs> get it. Um, when you're going around the course, um, is it, is it, you're probably really well practiced actually. So, but is it weird when you've got lots of people around you not to just sort of zone them out and really just focus on what you're doing when you're walking the course and, and not paying any attention to what they're doing, especially yeah, if they're maybe doing some different handling. You're like, oh, you know. No, not weird at all. Just literally zone out and focus on yourself. I definitely do look. There are certain handles that I'll look at and I'll be like, oh, that's how they're doing it. I mm-hmm. might look at that because I know I would handle similarly to them. Um, and so so for me, there are the odd person I'll like check in at what they're doing. But on the whole, no, I zone out and, and focus. I used to wear headphones. I now can like d- dull out the noise. I, mm-hmm. I, I suppose it's a bit of a mindfulness practice and um, mindfulness okay. people think is like sat in front of I don't know a candle and uh, meditating for me walking a course is mindfulness feeding the fish is mindfulness and um, watching the waves is mindfulness there's a lot of other things that can be sort of meditation and mindfulness so for me it's a level of concentration I like it do you um right this is gonna this bear with me bear with me so when um I've watched Formula One stuff, right? And, and during the Formula One stuff, sometimes they sit and they visualize, they shut their eyes and they have to visualize the course as if they're driving and they're remembering every single turn yeah. as they go yeah. around it. Do you yeah. do anything like that? Do you sort yeah, of definitely, sit and- definitely. I think I can replay courses and I tend to replay really good courses where we've done really well. And I can also visualize me running around a course and work out the timing. Like as I'm walking, I can work out where the dog is at parts of the course. So I think that's just you knowing the dog very well and the dog's timing very well. And I definitely can, I'm very visual. So I can definitely look at a course and then visualize how it might move and look and what I might do. So yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. An exercise to practice. Yeah, exercise. 100%. How do you, um, so when you go to cross, there's obviously a lot going on. And particularly this year, you had Matt competing as well. And there's the absolute dog stand and there's, there's getting yourself prepped. How do you get yourself in that sort of, how do you split, how do you split yourself when there's so much going on, focusing on what you need to focus on? Really good question. On the days I'm competing, I absolutely am competing. So I try not to be on the stand at all, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, it's just not a good compromise for me. What I've realized is when I'm out there being sociable and chatting and meet and greets and friendly um sort of autographs and portographs and whatever else I'm doing, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the people. I love chatting to our um what well, our listeners now and I love making new friends and I love like the dogs having their photos. I love all of it. Like I really enjoy it. The issue is I then struggle to be able to flip between that and being a really sort of to a degree a ruthless competitor mm-hmm. who is focused who's to be honest quite like target driven I, I struggle on going between the two and so for me it's just a non-negotiable I literally am one or the other and then the Saturday and the Sunday um I split between um going and visiting certain stands and seeing certain people that I promised to meet up with at Crufts and then actually going on the stand and, and meeting and greeting all of our amazing um pro dog trainers training academy students sexy and a squirrel uh, enthusiasts and yeah it was good it was really good so I, I kept the balance that way that's good. You literally weren't able to split your time uh, to to maximise the, the whole event. 
it's good I like it absolutely and um, my I think I would really look again a little bit new to agility so how do you how do you qualify to be able to compete there Lots How does that work? Ways. Yeah, lots of different ways to qualify, but effectively um, qualifications are all over the country for different events at different heights, at different breeds, at different um, opportunities, really. Um, yeah. But they're all over the country and you normally gain points for a qualification class. For example, you could be in an ABC class, which is anything but a collie. You could be in what blinks in, which is a, a grade six, seven to the highest grade class. And she's in a height class. Um, within the singles um, you could be championship so there's lots of different ways to qualify in different events Eliza I one day I wonder if she'll go for like the YKC so you could qualify in YKC as well lots mm-hmm. of different ways to do it um, all of them challenging uh, probably I would say um, the best place to start is on the Kennel Club website and have a look on there there's so many different ways and they're all yeah. different events so it does depend on the dog the handler and the partnership and what their sort of levels are okay okay um in terms of so we talked about prep earlier and a question just occurred to me so when you were talking about how the dogs prep how do you prep because you as you were saying you can't you know the, the dogs have only got so many jumps in them so how do you prep and practice your agility or how much do you practice yeah really good question i i tend to try and train courses the weeks before but i might train my other dogs as well so i run them on the courses now some people don't like to do that because they just want to run this dog but actually i I would just break her so i personally will run my other dog so i'm really match fit and course fit and i would actually say you know we talked about earlier the area that i could have done better I think this is the area I could have done better I could have run more oh, really been a bit better um that's probably one of the things I should have done is run some whole courses and I just didn't I I just mind off the prize a little yeah you still got the prize someone wonderful sent a load of chocolates in the post and um and stars and hearts and colorful things it was lovely so it does make you want to celebrate and be a bit proud it's nice it's a really nice feeling it was nice to see all of the support you had on on like training again all the groups and and on even on even just your Facebook page you know it's just really lovely everyone yeah love that and blink loves that and it's it's lovely it's really lovely do you feel that pushes you pushes you on it like jazzes you up it's such a big boost it's such a big energy boost it's such a big inspiration I love it it's that community I think that's the thing I love the most about training academy you know so it is amazing it feels very supportive yeah, I'd say I'd agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very supportive place. Well, we're definitely all rooting behind you for oh, sure. It was, lovely. it was lovely. For sure. I think I have I think I have um run out of questions, Lauren. I love I that. I asked all that. of the questions I could possibly think of in my head. It was really exciting to be able to ask them actually, just to really pick your brain and be like, so <laughs> get inside, get inside the brain of Lauren Langman and Blink. I think most of all, as a as a little bit of a sum up, it would be um, definitely, um, yeah, get out there and enjoy it, whatever you might mm-hmm. enjoy. It doesn't need to be crafts. It doesn't need to be Olympia. It could just be, I don't know, setting yourself a canny cross run or a park run or a, um, a, a fitness goal or a weight goal or a um, getting out of bed goal. I mean, it literally can be any goal you like. For me, setting yourself a challenge, having things to strive for is what keeps us 
I suppose, passionate and alive for me. And so for me, it's one of those sort of anchor events that I get to look forward to. I think yeah. having those anchor events that we get to look forward to or having those things that we get to look forward to, I think it's important. And um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that everyone has had an opportunity to see what you do, that you, um, Sam, alongside all of the other um, sort of amazing people behind us, get behind us, like it's lovely and really well acknowledged. And uh, I can't wait to do it all again so um so that's really cool anyway uh that was this episode of the sex in a squirrel podcast it was I'm wonderful thank Carol you and sam I'm thank sam. you so much for um interviewing and coming up with such great questions with such lovely fluidity and flow it was, it was fantastic um i think the only thing we we're left to say is to all of our listeners out there we've got to say remember stay, stay sexy, sexy. <laughs> Woo! Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video programme, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.